0: Hey, 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 what up, gang? It's Q&A day with your girl, Dr. Dawn, where I answer juicy questions from our listeners. Let's jump in. Okay, first question up. I'm excited about this one. How do you let go of a fake version of yourself you created in childhood to cope with trauma? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. So let me repeat that. How do you let go of a fake version of yourself you created in childhood to cope with trauma? Excellent question. Whoever sent that question in, thank you for that question. Very good question. So first of all, everybody know that Dr. Dawn is a proponent for therapy. Now I'm not saying... I don't want you guys thinking like, I'm just going to say, go to therapy for everything. Though I do think that we should go to therapy for most things. You don't have to have a severe mental illness to go to therapy. Therapy is a great place to have objectivity, to have somebody that's solely focused on you. And we'll talk also uh, in another episode about how to pick a good therapist. But first thing I'm going to say, I would recommend going to therapy. But sometimes, especially in the Dolphin County area, Finding a good therapist can be difficult for some people, especially people of color. we uh, we only represent one percent of the population across the United States and we represent less than the therapist pop less than that here in Dauphin County in terms of therapist population. though I will say that we have some excellent African American therapists out there and people of color that are doing therapy right now in this county. So first thing I will say, is try therapy. But in the meantime, and in between time, while you're trying to do that, there are some things that I recommend that you do, even if you do start going to therapy. First, I would say, allow yourself to be vulnerable. Part of the reason why the fake person has taken effect is because vulnerability is something that may become a no-no to people who've been traumatized. A lot of times people that have been traumatized blame themselves, even though they say and Out their mouths and they may know in their minds that it wasn't their fault somewhere deep in their hearts a lot of times they still believe it was especially if it wasn't treated so vulnerability is tough oftentimes for victims or survivors of trauma because they equate that to allowing themselves to be taken advantage of or allowing themselves to be hurt or be victimized so allow yourself to be vulnerable find a safe space to be vulnerable with alone with yourself your tribe good friends family members that you know that will not take advantage of you during your vulnerability in terms of using hurtful words. Because oftentimes when we come from toxic situations, people themselves have their own toxicity that they haven't dealt with. Sometimes it's uh, generational within our families. We let our guard down and we share something that's very vulnerable or very deep or close to our heart with the wrong people. So you got to be careful who you choose to be vulnerable with. If you feel like you don't have that space or person in your life, then I, again, I would recommend a therapist. But even when you go to therapy, you got to show up as your true authentic self and allow yourself to be vulnerable. So I would say first, allow yourself to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable with yourself means just allowing yourself to feel in that moment, not drugging, not drinking, not, not numbing with, uh, uh, been watching Netflix or eating bonbons or chocolate or candy or over shopping, but just allowing yourself to sit in your feeling. Just allow yourself to sit with the feelings that you feel. That's a good place to start with being vulnerable. And then, what what do you do with those feelings? One of the things that I recommend, and I do myself, is I would start to journal. Journal is an excellent way of allowing yourself to feel and to just write and just express, you know, because when we're fake, we're not really true to who we are. Sometimes we don't know. Who we are, and let me just throw out there: I think all of us, at some point, had a fake version of ourselves for whatever reason. Some of us may have had some trauma. I know I experienced that myself after losing my parents. I struggled with, with my identity and understanding who I was as a result of the deaths of my parents. So I would say journaling would be a really good place to start in terms of feeling vulnerable. But journaling is also a healing practice, and so doing things that are healing practices can help kind of uncover who you are and also allow yourself to be you. Um, I would also say, don't judge yourself. Cause oftentimes we do judge ourselves. We tend to be like, I shouldn't be this way, or I shouldn't do this and I'm not this and I'm not that, or um, I'm fake. You know, you know how we can judge ourselves. We could be our worst critic. So I would say first, forgive yourself because the fake person came as a result of a coping defense, a coping mechanism. You were trying to survive. When we're trying to cope, we're trying to survive. And so you did what you needed to do to get by. There's no judgment in that. The abuse should have never happened. You should have never had to go through that. So you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have had to figure it out, but you did. And you're still standing. So the coping mechanism, while I understand now you want to shed it, It actually served as a survival technique and a survival tool. So do not judge yourself. You did what you had to do to get by and you're still standing. You are a survivor. So embrace that you're a survivor. And now I realize that that set of coping skills are no longer needed and I'm ready to evolve into another facet of who I am and another facet of my life. So I would say forgive yourself as well. And then begin healing practices such as meditation. Meditation is really good. It allows our amygdala to kind of calm down and our prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for judgment and problem-solving making, problem solving and decision-making. It allows that to get back online. Exercise is really good. And thought logging. So with thought, thought logging, that's a cognitive behavior therapy technique that we use. Therapists tend to use. I use a lot of it. And it's kind of like we write down all of the negative thoughts that are surrounding who we are, who, how we became to be. So for instance, if you're looking at the fake version of yourself, let's say you may be a person that says yes all the time, when deep down inside, you want to say no to a few things. And so on your thought log, you might have, I feel like I have to say yes to everything. That's the irrational thought, right? That's the fake version. So the good, uh, the, on the opposite side of that, we want to write down a more rational thought to counterbalance that and so when we're looking at that type of thinking we always want to evaluate the always because always really leaves no flexibility okay so that means that that's irrational right that thought is I always have to say yes that's the that's the fake version so on the other side we want to write down more of who we're trying to be or what's more realistic and some that may look like something like I can say no sometimes and I can say yes sometimes or I choose to say Yes, all the time, but I will practice saying no when I don't want to do things. So that would be an example of thought logging where we're kind of coming up with a more rational thought. Or the rational thought could sound something like, I don't always have to say yes. I can say no sometimes and then start practicing that. So I wrote down the rational thought. I came up with a more rational thought. And now I'm going to implement that and start practicing that. And we'll have a more in depth episode about this later. In terms of the healing process, um, when I was talking about journaling, there is a free, well, there was a free um, journal, thought journal prompt from Blessing Manifesting. So that's Blessing Manifesting, B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G, Manifesting, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-I-N-G. And she's on Instagram and you can also look at Google her as well. But she has this thing called Daily Future Self Journal. I use. I use it every day. I think it's really great. So it's kind of like future casting. It's kind of looking at who we want to be in the future and shedding who we are currently now. So I think this is really good to help with uh, getting rid of that fake version of ourselves where I would say, and, and, and let's not use the word fake anymore. Let's look at it. Let's reframe that and look at the person that I had to become to cope with the trauma. So keep in mind. You became that person to cope with something that should have never been happening or ever happened to you in the first place. Let's get that straight. That wasn't your fault. All right. So what you really are, are a survivor, but you no longer have to be in that survivor mode. So my, I guess my example of that is coming out of Philadelphia. I, I, after I lost the death of my parents, I became very, very aggressive I mean, I was fighting all the time. I'm at Penn State fighting. I'm just fighting. It never was a fighter coming up. But after I lost my parents, I just, I don't know, I was so angry. And I would fight, 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 fight. And, you know, got to Penn State and was fighting. And, you know, got in some trouble, got kicked out of Penn State. The Lord bless, got me back into Penn State. And um, I uh, meet my husband, great guy. We um become a couple. I get pregnant with my oldest son. And I, as my life is progressing, I'm getting closer to Jesus Christ. I rededicated my life to the Lord. I started to see where I was coping with the old coping mechanisms with in situations, but it wasn't necessary anymore. Cause I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in that environment anymore. So I wasn't in Philadelphia anymore. I wasn't, um, you know, fighting all the time. I wasn't living in a certain area or hanging with people that would cause that kind of energy to, to erupt. So it's like, you're in a whole nother environment now you're studying to be the student you don't have to use those same set of coping skills anymore because that environment is no longer present. And, you know, cause after I lost my parents, I, there was, you know, I had struggled financially. I was uh, staying from house to house, to house, no real home. And so there were some things that I was doing, um, that required me to have that level of aggressiveness. Um, but now I'm at this university and while there was, uh, all types of other things going on in terms of racial tension, for the most part, my life was totally different and I didn't have to react in the manners that I, manner I was reacting in anymore that I used to react in. I didn't have to have those same set of coping skills. So let's drop the word fake because honestly, you're a survivor right and you survive you survive by using those coping mechanisms so what you're saying now is I no longer have to use those coping mechanisms to survive which is great but it's going to take a process for you to get there and it takes some healing so back to blessing manifesting she has a daily future self journal and it lists out one two three four five six seven prompts I'm going to give it to you here I'm going to try to link her in our show notes but it's uh it's great. I use it every morning. The first one is my daily affirmation. So you can choose that. Um, sometimes I keep the same daily affirmation for a couple of weeks. You could change it up every day. Whatever floats your boat. If you're stuck, look on Pinterest, look online, find something that resonates with you. Today, I will focus on shifting my pattern of and that statement you want to talk about. I have you want to <clears throat> identify a pattern that you no longer want. So that would be the pattern from the past. Past coping skills, right? Coping defenses. And you want to shift that. You will want to focus on shifting that pattern off of that. So, whatever that pattern may be. So, you may say, Today I want to focus on shifting my pattern of negative thinking. And I add to something positive, you know, whatever it is I want to do differently. So, an example would be, Today I will focus on shifting my pattern of negative thinking to positive self-talk, for example. So, that's the second prompt. Today I will focus on shifting my pattern of. The next one is I am grateful for. So at that point, you list out all the things you're grateful for. The next one is three traits that my future self will have are, and you list three traits that you you want to see yourself walking in, in the future. And the future could be next week, two weeks from now, 10 years from now. Again, this is future casting and it's all about you and your timing. So the next one is the person I am becoming will experience more. And that you list out what you want to experience more as you're walking into this new person that you're becoming. I have an opportunity to be myself today when I, that's a really good place to write down who I really am or who I really want to be. So a lot of times I'll say things like I have an opportunity to be myself, which myself, I tend, you know, who I really am is a very um, patient and caring person at times. So I'll say I have an opportunity to be my future self today when I relax, listen, think first before reacting, yours is going to vary. But that is where you get to write out who you want to be after you shed that past coping, defense, and mechanism. And when I think about who I am becoming, I feel. So that's when you get to kind of reflect on whatever excitement or whatever feelings you have when you think about your future self, the person that you are working on becoming. So to recap, Blessing Manifesting has seven Daily Future Self Journal Prompts. It's free. Again, you can follow her on Instagram or you can Google her. It's Blessing Manifesting. And the seven journal prompts for Future Self, and again, this is doing the work and shedding that um, person that we've become as a result of trauma. The specific question was the fake person, right? But again, I want us to reframe that. The seven prompts are my daily information is number one. Today, I will focus on shifting my pattern of number two. Number three, I am grateful for. Number four, three traits that my future self will have are. Number five, the person I am becoming will experience more. Number six, I have an opportunity to be my future self today when I, and then number seven, when I think about who I am becoming, I feel. So those are the seven prompts that you can engage in to begin to walk into your future self and to also Uh, engage in healing practices so that is the answer to our first question how do you let go of a fake version of yourself you created in childhood to cope with trauma and again as i shared we want to reframe that into understanding that that is the person that we became to survive okay That was an awesome question. Thanks so much for that question. Thank you for taking the time to submit that. I hope that answer is useful. DM me if you need more additional information. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, so I know we said that we were going to try to do three or four per episode, but that first question was really good. That was a juicy one. And my answer was rather lengthy. So I am probably only going to be able to address one more uh, so that we can stay within time frames. And I want to respect the time frame because your feedback uh, to me when I posted the poll was that you guys like uh, them to be shorter, around 30 minutes, which honestly, I do my best work around 30, 40 minutes. So we're going to end this one with just one more question, okay? So the question is how to stay positive with someone who is always negative? How to stay positive with someone who is always negative. And the person added to the question, it is very, very draining. So I do agree. I 100% totally agree that it could be very draining. And I find myself in therapy, which is different from a personal relationship. I find myself in therapy after having like a really, really heavy, heavy um, session with someone who's pretty committed to staying in the negative um, patterns. I find myself being extremely drained after the session and having to engage in some more self-care. Um but again, that's a therapist client relationship. So we're looking at personal relationships. Here are some of the tips I would recommend for that. First and foremost, we have to establish Really clear and healthy boundaries, and we have to be firm with those boundaries. And there's a couple things under that that we can discuss that um, would help with the boundary pieces, or you know, will give you more um, clarity on that. But it's important to understand that boundaries are healthy, and you have to protect your time, and you have to protect your energy, and you do that by establishing boundaries within this relationship. Okay, so how do we do that? Well, one, you you may want to consider limiting interactions with that person if possible. So, you know, if you live in a home with that person, if they're your significant other right now, you may not have a whole lot of options in terms of limiting interactions. Right. But if possible, limit those interactions. And if not possible, limit the conversations, you know, limit the topics, limit the areas that, you know, is going to that, you know, from experience may bring up some of that negativity that causes you to walk away drained. And so. Limit those interactions. And what happens is oftentimes people will understand or get the message when you're just like, okay, that's enough of that topic or you switch, you know, you walk away from that topic or you don't engage in that topic. People tend to get those cues, okay? You want to redirect the conversation. That's another way to establish a clear boundary. If you find a conversation going down that negative path, redirect it, switch to topics that, you know, aren't as negative with that person, reframe it if possible to something positive, positive. And sometimes what I found is that Sometimes, with negative people or people that are constantly negative, sometimes what they're saying, there is some truth to it, right? There is some truth to it. But more often than not, there is a silver lining somewhere, somehow, right? (laughs) And so we may want to redirect it or reframe it to that silver lining, but also acknowledge and affirm their feelings and where they're coming from if you haven't already. So that's a good way to uh, try to manage that situation is, you know, redirect those, that conversation. And if you don't find it, that's working. And when you reframe it and try to um, find something more positive about it, but at the same time, acknowledging what they're talking about and affirming them, if you see that that's not working, then remove yourself from the setting, you know, just remove yourself from the setting and the, and the date or the conversation or that interaction. Sure. You're like, okay, it was good seeing you, good talking. I'm, I'm about to go read my book or I'm about to leave or whatever it is that you have to do to get out of that space. You know, the next one, I will tell you honestly, so limiting interactions and redirecting conversation, I'm putting that under establishing clear and healthy boundaries, right? But the next one uh, I, I think is the most important one. I do it all the time. It really depends on your style and what you're comfortable with. And I think it also depends on the nature of the relationship. But I will recommend having a frank Conversation with the person. Just be upfront with them. I had to have several of those over the course of my life. You know, I can remember a time in my life when. I was really working hard to um, become healthier and to uh, eliminate toxicity. So don't get it twisted, even though we're therapists um, and we could be in the field. We have our own personal lives. We have our own luggage. We have our own baggage and we are far from perfect people. This is just the field that we study. And so, yes, we do and we should try to apply those techniques to our personal lives. But again, we're not perfect. So we're going to have our own stuff. And I can remember a distinct period of time in my life where um, I was, you know, I noticed that I had some negative energy around me, that I uh, was participating in some negative energy interactions with people and I had made a decision that I was going to do some things differently and I had to have frank conversations with people who when I started to pull away from the negativity wanted to kind of draw me back in and let me know who was saying what about me and what was people were thinking about me and I had to remember I remember distinctly saying to that person hey I don't need to hear that I know there was a time When we had those types of conversations and I would listen, but I'm in a different space now. So I, you know, I would appreciate if we not talk about that. And that person still didn't respect the boundaries. So then when we would talk, it would always kind of go back to that. So I can remember hanging up early, you know, leaving um, our coffee dates early, you know, establishing some really clear boundaries. So I would say frank conversation have a frank conversation with the person you know it may go something like hey you know I noticed that every time we talk we kind of go to this space that's kind of negative and it's, it's it doesn't help you it doesn't help me and I was wondering like what you know You know, what's happening you know, is it possible for us not to go there, not to do that? You know, I'm willing to have a conversation about how we can reframe or restructure our time together. You know, let them know I'm struggling with the conversation. When I leave interacting with you, I feel heavy. I feel drained. Be honest with them. I'm a strong proponent for that for that anybody that knows me that's listening to this no I'll have no problem having that type of conversation with people but I do understand some people's personality styles are different so you may not be comfortable with that type of conversation but if you are have a frank conversation with them because to be honest some people don't know Sometimes people don't know that they're being negative. Sometimes people don't know the impact that uh, they have on others. And so it it could really be useful for us to let them know, like, hey, hey, girl, you know, you get negative again or what's going on with that or, you know, um, What's happening? I thought I thought we was having a good time. How did we switch to this negative vibe? You know, and sometimes we have to make it clear like, hey, I used to do the same thing. I'm I'm sorry for being that way, but I'm, I'm in a different space. I'm growing and I don't want to spend my time with you just kind of rehearsing and rehashing negative stuff constantly. Um, the other thing to consider is, again, if it's a chronic problem, we may want to consider offering them. Um, Uh, help in seeking therapy. Now, I know every episode, y'all going to hear me say this, but I truly believe that therapy is a a good place to go and unpack and unload things that our support system may not be able to handle. You know, it's great to have a support system. It really is. But there are some times in our lives where we need our support system and that additional one-on-one counseling. And so I would suggest they see someone, a licensed professional counselor, because they are constantly negative. Now, again, like I said, We all have our moments when we're negative, right? But we don't want to find ourselves in a continual, constant phase of just, every time we turn around, we are cynical, we're finding something wrong with people, people being kind to us, we think that there's an ulterior motive, um, not being able to just enjoy life because we're always looking over our shoulder thinking something negative is about to happen. If we have those people in our lives and they are constantly acting like that and we find it draining, we may want to recommend them seek out counseling. And let me just throw out there people who have chronic pain sometimes you know uh, struggle with depression and what you will see in depressions is a lot of negative thought patterns and a lot of times they may express those negative behaviors and actions and thoughts around people uh that's near and dear to them and so we want to have compassion for that but you know we're not therapists you know a lot of us aren't therapists and I am a therapist and sometimes when I have people like mentees or mentors that are just really dumping a lot of negativity on me or or in our interactions, um, and I've tried to be supportive, but I see it's not really going anywhere and it's starting to impact me, sometimes I will recommend, hey girl, you might want to think about seeking some additional services. Do you need some help in doing that? And explaining to them why I think that's necessary. Again, you know, it really is based upon your comfortability and your level, but keep in mind, sometimes people just don't know that they are being negative. And then last, but never, never least, for those of out of us out there that are prayer warriors, warriors, people that pray, I would recommend praying. Prayer does absolutely amazing, amazing things. God's will, God's power is amazing. Praying for that person, praying for that situation, praying for those interactions and prayer for that relationship can really open up doors and give some clarity as to which direction to go. So that is it for this week's Q&A. Y'all, this was fun. This was awesome. Thank you so much. We have a bunch of more questions coming. I will do my best to get more than two in (laughs) and shorten my answers. But I do uh, think that both these questions required a certain amount of time. I'm glad I took that time. But that's all I got for this episode. All right, y'all. Our audience has spoken. You had questions and we had answers. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on all of your podcast listening platforms. And please, please, please follow me on Instagram and Clubhouse at Dr. Dawn on the Real and on Facebook at The Same Game. Alright now, until next time, y'all, stay sane.